echan con la suerte de que un señor o una señora ofrece a un miembro de la pareja, pues... Estiu de 1988, Camp Nou. Peter Gabriel, Bruce Springsteen, Sting. Singles, couples and large groups. Join us in reading from the... Inamistad manifesta. If you're ever driving in Wisconsin, Texas area. Hasta eso se importa de Polonia. No culpa la montaña, no tornaría en mes, ¿no? Welcome to For What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. And now, two fools who decided to invent edible wheels, here are Rue and Tugs. Yay, welcome back! No one saw you do that. I don't care! Welcome back! <laughs> He's throwing his arms up in the air. It is season three, episode one! I don't know if that's really the title in the show notes, but we're going to do it anyway. Older and younger, relating to each other. So welcome back, for what it's worth, listeners. Are you ready for a wild ride? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, Tugs. What have you been up to? We, we took a great big huge break. It wasn't that huge. It was really like three weeks because of wrap up and then... We need another prep. month. Please. All right, yeah, we're done. <laughs> See you in a month. No, it was a good break. Um, we went and we're on the Sunday Poppet show. If you caught that, no one wrote us to tell us they caught it. So I'm assuming nobody who listens to our show watched their show. That's okay. I'm okay with that. I did puppeteering. Yeah, you could have watched Rue make an ass of himself. Yeah, that was really, really hard to do it by myself. I also, <clears throat> what? <laughs> we also brought um, one of my pigs or whatever. He keeps I, pigs now. Yeah, he picked up pig keeping on the break. <laughs> Pigmen. No, it's a pig puppet that I that I ended up making and end up get it, giving it to the Fun Day Puppet Puppet Show. So if you go to that um, and watch that episode, you'll see my pig up on there. I hope they get a bacon puppet. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> no. Be <Pretty> funny, <laughs> Mister Bacon. I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Give me a drink. Okay. Well, if you, if you watch it, start, huh? if you watch that sh episode, you'll get it. So, anyways. Well, now that the wheels have come off already. Because you ate them. Oh, yeah. We did eat them. Edible wheels. Mm, they were tasty. They were cook <laughs> They were made out of cookies. I can't remember if we asked him to say that or if he made it up. But either way, it sounded pretty good. What would an edible wheel be made of? Mm, cookies. <laughs> Pepperoni. I'm not going to be original. It's cookies. I like cookies. They're good. All right. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. All right. So, what did you do? I went to the Fun Day Popette show as well. Have you been doing anything? I else? hung out with my, um, I don't know if I want to let people know. My mate. There you go. Ha. Huh. Okay. There we go. Everybody's what did like you do? heartbroken now because they don't think I'm single. What did you do? <laughs> well,. Uh, you know, I made out with him. Okay. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Uh, what else? Oh, I'm playing. Uh, I've gotten swept up in the ingress fad. Um, but it's getting me off my ass. I'm going for walks in the park at night, so I'm not complaining. I played through a lot of Luigi's Mansion on the 3DS. Mountain? Mountain. Mountain. Luigi's Mountain. Mountain. Wisconsin, Texas. <laughs> Oh, oh, and I did pick up Injustice, and that game is fun to watch and fun to play. It is just hilarious. Awesome. Have you played Injustice? I've been uh, watching a lot of people play it, so it looks like a lot of fun, especially when people do like Lux Luthor and basically that huge like mecha suit. I'm like, whoa. Oh, by the way, with um, yeah, that's Sato. The uh, return. Yes, he has came back. It is the Great Moo. The Great Moo. <laughs> yes, yes, I've returned. <laughs> you know, if you go to thegreatmoo.com, you'll find a surprise. <laughs> I still need to find out what that surprise is. I haven't been back to that URL for a while. Yep, we bought it. 
It's ours. So let's see. Is this your third time back? No, it's the second. Second time. Only second? Only second. He it's commentated okay. on, on one of the live shows, I think. Oh, that's probably that's right. what it was. Over at FC. I don't know. That was months ago. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> 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 well, I'm glad that you cared that people listened. <laughs> well, it's only six people. You know, whatever. Actually, you know what? Now that's the next season, we should say it's 12 now. No. We have 12. We have to go up in the world. Seven. It's six. There'll always be six. Always six listeners. So it's season three. We have a lot of stuff planned. Uh, most of it is currently not even on our map, but it's in our brains, and we will make it happen. We have fun topics. We have, oh, so many live shows. And uh, I love them, but they take a lot of work. What else do we have? Do we have anything else planned that we're announcing yet? Do we have, like, a Top Gear montage? We do not, because that implies we would have done all the other episodes, oh. and we have not. <laughs> Well, just stay tuned, and we're, we're going to have lots of fun. And it's going to be a great topics. season three. All right, let's open up this cookie. Let's see what's inside. All right, so it says, The fish you throw back in the sea may one day rule it. In bed with a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> the fish you throw back in the sea May one day rule it in bed with a cookie. Oh. Guess it doesn't matter how many times I say it; it's still a fell on the start. Bye. <laughs> Sounds like Aquaman. <laughs> Might solve a mystery or rewrite history. Ducktales. Every day they're out there making ducktales. Tales of daring, do bad and good. Teenage mutant ninja turtles. We hope you enjoyed your potty break. You know, it's kind of funny. We always say that, but you have a pause button because this isn't really like on the radio. But nonetheless, um, today we're being joined by Zotto. Say hi again. Hello, hello. <laughs> um, and we're talking about um, relating to people of different ages. Now, we do that all the time, but what this topic really came from... Um, is I, I like to talk to people on the internet uh, and make new friends because that's what furry's about uh, in a way. And I found that as I talk to people who are younger and coming into the fandom, eighteen, nineteen, I'm twenty-seven. Um, I have You're a really old. I know. I have a kid Shut in up. the casino. Um, I found that I really struggle to relate to them in certain ways. Like when I talk to Rue or Zotto or Koru. I can say, hey, yeah, this thing, you know, Nintendo was cool, or you've always got to blow in the cartridge, or, you know, little things, little pop culture things, and we all get it. You say that to someone who's 18, 19, they're like, oh, I grew up on Nintendo 64. And <laughs> I mean, that's an example, but there's all kinds of things. But um, I feel like I hit those walls a lot. And I've been talking to people, and they feel like they hit those walls a lot, especially lately. Maybe we're just all getting old. Um, but that inspired today's topic. Back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not. We had to it's... blow in our cartridges to get it to work. <laughs> Back in my day. So it's it's not the gray muzzle topic. It's how do you talk to someone who's younger, or if you're younger, how do you talk to someone who's older? So Rue brought his fresh, what is it, cavalcade of eighteen year olds and. Yes, what? my whole entourage is of here. zero. <laughs> his entourage of barely legals. Barely legal. And to kick things off, <laughs> we have an email from Barnaby. Oh, excellent. Ah, good old Barnaby. He's such an amazing guy. First off, 30 is not an appropriate age to call someone a gray muzzle. Second, get off my lawn! Perhaps the hardest thing I encountered when conversing with younger furs is their lack of foresight and planning. Maybe it's a generational thing, but I've always had a job of some kind since I was 15, be it washing dishes, working at retail, or cooking and serving, I've always had a source of income to help me achieve my goals and meet my obligations. Yet it seems like the number of furs, mostly under 20, do not have a job and are con consistently complaining about the lack of funds or the cost of activities they express interest in even if the event costs around 25 dollars or so they can't seem to raise the funds 
even when they have weeks or months of notice. I will acknowledge that jobs are harder to come by when I was 17 or 18, but I still see hiring signs in a number of stores and restaurants around the city. They may be the most they may not be the most prestigious of jobs, but it is a source of income and a way to start building a resume. I often wonder if there is a feeling of entitlement for some of these furs or if if they are just bad with their money. That is my biggest complaint. There is a lot of enthusiasm from the younger furs for a more active local community, but they need to realize that just stating their excitement isn't enough to make something happen. Now I'm going to sit on my porch and have a pipe. Uncle Barnaby. Yay, Barnaby. So there's one perspective. Um, how do you view gaps, Zotto? Um, Are you running into this problem? I I see that, and I've always tried really hard, because I remember when I was young, I'm like, oh, all the old people don't understand me. They don't understand my music and whatnot. And it's like, I'm going to make sure I'm cool. And then when I've grown older, I do hit those walls. And it's like, like, where did you think it's okay to do that? And <laughs> But I do like to analyze history. That's probably why I got a little bit into history, is because... Before our generations, you know, jobs were classed by, you know, if you're a guy or a girl and you did certain jobs. Like if you're a guy, you would never do table seating and waiting and stuff like that. That was sort of, you know. That was women's work. That that was back then. And so now it's been opened up. And so our grandparents look at some of these jobs like, what are these kids doing? It just was not part of their thing. And I think it's the next course evolution to that. But it does seem to be almost a lessening evolution because a lot more... There's a lot of the young audience out there that I do see to where they just sort of float by and they're not trying to achieve excellence. They're just trying to figure out which way they can just sort of slide by and just do the minimum required. You know, it's interesting because I always hear that students are scoring higher in school and college and... And those are the people don't hear about because they're in school and college. <laughs> <laughs> but but is it is it really that way? I don't know. I guess we, we need someone young. I think we just... The, I think just the range. The overall range is increasing, so... The ability to slack more has increased, yet the ability to achieve higher has also increased. So I think we just get that wider range, and of course, usually, usually the negative attracts more of a target. What about the um, everyone gets a trophy syndrome? Explain. Explain. So in elementary schools, um, it started sort of when I was in school, but it's much more persistent now, where if you have a competition, no matter if you win or lose, you always get a trophy or a mm. prize or something. And it's there's no failing anymore. And, yeah, that's something I just... Uh, it's bad now. When, like, the, when there's that safety it. net there, because mm-hmm. I see like it's a like lot It's like it's of... a padded room. <laughs> I mean... Exactly. I see a lot of little kids to where they'll now like freak out or just have like this... A strong emotional reaction to something really little. And I remember, like, back then, you know, I'd probably, like, have two of those experiences. My mom would, like, nope, you're not getting that. I'm like, okay. I'll be honest. I feel like it's setting up our generation to fail. Because, our generation? Well, their generation. Because what ends up, well, the, if you think about it, our generation, because they're going to be taking care of us when we're old and rest homes and stuff like that. <laughs> so you hope. In I, truth, I don't plan on being able to retire. <laughs> I Social Security is not going to be there when I'm old. Medicare. Uh, Tugs yeah. is going to take an African safari well. at 65. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably going to work till I'm dead. I'm okay with that because I would rather not sit around the house and be bored. But you also, know, I'll have hours of time off by then. They did a study. Actually, retired people will die sooner because, I, I guess, like psycholo- psychologically, they get bored. Like, there's nothing to really drive them. It's good to keep your mind active, you know, definitely. Mm-hmm. Instead of sitting at a rest home and... Eating bombs and turbines. I don't turbines? Know. <laughs> turbines? <laughs> turbines to full. And jihads. That's what we were. And then I said something. Turbines. About. Turbines. <laughs> turbines? Really? <laughs> wow. Anyway. They both so, go in taxi cabs. So we were talking about what? Um, but the generation gap, the generation gap, no fail trophies. So, but I don't think are we are we setting up the next generation to fail, or is it just our perspective? It might be. I mean, think about our parents or uh, the generation before us. Don't you think that they thought that? No, no, no. They were very much of the hard loves lifestyle. 
with like storytelling. That's one of my things, you know, back, you know, caveman did with just verbal stories, then there's pictures, then we got to writing books. I just rode Spaceship Earth recently, and that's not what happened. That's exactly what happened. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but just, I mean, uh, storytelling's changing from books and then comic books, plays and movies. And now we have video games and now we talk about like the stories from video games. That's what we're talking about. It's not so much books. And so it's stepping into weird realms. And I think it's just, of course, you know, where evolution's going and it'll be interesting to see where it goes. It'll be definitely different than what we're used to. How do you guys feel when somebody, when you're like, oh man, this game, this game, oh man, this is, this game was so good. I loved it when I was a kid. And like you're showing somebody that's like younger that hasn't played it, and they're like, "What is this piece of shit?" <laughs> and that's where I think it is important because I remember like, "Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! I want to watch it again." I watched the first episode. I'm like, "How could I watch this? It's, it almost ruined it for me. I had to stop." That's so, funny. So step back into the big picture, though. So are we bagging on the next generation, or is there really a problem? I don't think. I I'm, think it's all of our problem because none of us are like at a younger, younger field. I mean, we don't have anybody that's younger to give that younger side opinion right now. Well, I know. So well, they'll I, write us, I'm sure. Yeah, I, of course, and I hope that you guys do and tell us how old fogies we are. <laughs> Definitely, I think so. I wonder though, because you see the news. And they're suing for all kinds of things. It's like, no, you're dumb. You broke your arm because you were doing something that the sign said not to do. But that's our generation that's doing that. We're pretty no, stupid. No, well, yeah, yes and no. I don't know. And back what? in the Old West, though, they just shoot people. <laughs> so have we defined why they happen? Do we think we have a good reason why they happen? It's, you guys really think it's just perspective? I think so. Cause, I mean, You don't think the world's changing at all? I do think it's changing. It's always changing and evolving, and I think it changes to try and suit itself because of People are generally pretty good survivors of their own situations. They'll try and make the good of it. And, of course, I mean, with bigger things, then things get thinned out. But typically, that's where it goes for. So either, A, it'll get to a breaking point to where it'll really thin out, and then we'll have a difference between all the fittest. Or we'll be able to just keep on going and trucking and fitting whatever fits up next. Because, I mean, we have technology now that makes things so easy. Well, and speaking of technology, I was going to, like, talk about that. Like, the thing is, is everything's, like, about social media and getting yourself out there. And it's like... I hate when, that. But the thing is, is back back in our day... There we go. We're being old. Back in our day, we didn't have that. You know, we didn't have Facebook. MySpace. No, dude, MySpace was our generation, though. And MySpace, but nobody used it. What? <laughs> dude, everybody used everybody it. Everybody used MySpace. I didn't have one, actually. I didn't have one, either. I don't have a Facebook either, but well, needless to say, it's just nowadays it's it's like it's called the Y generation, right? They everyone's texting, everyone's no, 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 that's ours. Always Z. on the, no, the millennials is the one we're talking about. Mine is X, thank you. Yeah, oh. he's X, I'm Y, and then the next one's Z or the millennials. Oh, whatever. They just always on their phone, like they're on like having a conversation with each other, and they're in the room. With, like, have you ever seen that before? I've, like, I've been a participant like, in that when I was younger. Like girls are like. Like giggling and stuff like that, and then like you know they used to be whispering in each other's ears, and then they they, they would giggle and stuff like that. Now it's now two it's they they'll date. text on the phone to each other, and then they'll giggle. It's two people on a date. They're sitting on a on a two person table across from each other and texting. Oh, that's so... Well, so speaking of social media, I was talking to someone who's a professor, and they have said that kids these days they don't go to www whatever. Like for me, it, it's a no brainer to go to whatever the address is, dot com, but for them they go to facebook.com and then type in the web address or they go to google and and search www.whattheaddresses.com there's no concept of going to the place directly it's go through social media no that's go what stupid google. real estate agents do no that i love what? you if you're a real estate agent <laughs> no i i know this because he started to mark people down on in his class and they were getting all kinds of angry about it but it's like that's that's one of those things it's like it's so ingrained just to go there to go to Google? To go to Google and type www.whatever or go to Facebook and do it. Why? I, I have The only reason why I'm so like, like, why you got that reaction out of me is because all the time at work, people are calling in and they're like, I can't find your website. And it's because they're using Google to search for us. Like, I'm telling them to go www. You know, and and they can't find the website because they're searching through it for, for Google. Of course, it's right there, but they're like, which one should I click on? 
So uh, without talking about coping, because we'll talk about it on the other side of the break, where have you had these uh, differences come up? Where have you seen them? I Like I said, I've seen it in chat. I talk to someone, I go, blah, 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 blah. And it's just little things like, yeah, I remember this. Or they'll be like, oh, yeah, I totally loved watching some cartoon that came out after I was done with cartoons. And I'm like, what? You liked that? I'm like, you know, dude, I really like the labyrinth. And that was so cool with David Bowie. They're like, hell yeah. What's the labyrinth? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, well, I who, have to educate you. Who, who's Jim Hansen? I don't know who Jim Hansen is. Are you serious? I know Jim Hansen. Yeah, me too. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Anyways. So, uh, what about you? Let's ask our guest. Let's ask the Moo. So, of course, probably one of the largest areas, of course, conventions. That's usually where, um, I mean, usually you got your group buddies and your friends there, but there'll be times like you at the dance floor and other things. And sometimes I see them go like, why would they be doing that or saying that? Like, regular show was one for me because I didn't initially know about it. And it was actually the younger generation that told me about that. And I got into it. I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. But it was something where I had no idea. And then I try and talk about something I knew. And they're like, what's that? And then you have to go to YouTube and show them. Then they're like, oh, whoa, that's kind of cool for stuff that's not so back then. But yeah, if I were showing them like original Ninja Turtles, they'd be like, what? What? why was it so great? But yeah, conventions. Um, but nothing too past that. We're kind of set in our own little rut of, of <laughs> so friends. So you're not reaching outside of your age group often? Um, At least not in the, the furry community. I mean, at work. Of course, there's just huge age uh, gaps there. But as far as the furry community goes, uh, it's pretty much just been in-person parties and video gaming. Let me let me See, ask you this, though. Do you get tired more now? Like, does it, You're like, it's 12.30, I'm going to bed. Not actually quite yet. I stayed up to like 3 in the morning doing video gaming and then woke up at 7 o'clock to go to work today. Whoa! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but for some reason, I attract. I attract the younger generation because like, you look like you're six. No. <laughs> <laughs> like not even gonna pretend. But, but the thing is, is I hang out with people that are my age, that are older than me. But yet, I also hang out with people, and I can relate to people that are younger than me as well. Mm-hmm, but you, the, but that's because that I act like a kid things. too, so you, I can turn it off anytime I want. But do you find that there are certain things you bring up that you just get blank stares? There's sometimes, and then I explain, you know, and then I'm like, oh, I'm just old. (laughs) All right, well, let's go to break. We'll come back and talk about coping strategies. Coming up today on For What It's Worth News. Furry Fiesta takes part in the ongoing anthropomorphic research project, and we have the preliminary results. A sequel to the Samba-laden Rio is announced. Tentative release date and cast details are now available. One vote might make the difference as the Ursa Major Awards polls close. A new furry convention breaks first-year records. The current traffic report, helping you get to where you need to go, stat. And, of course, upcoming conventions. Bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom, this is For What It's Worth News. Today we start in national news. The Anthropomorphic Research Project, an organization known for its scientific research into the demographics of the furry fandom, has delivered results from its 455 participant survey from Furry Fiesta, a convention in Dallas, Texas. Highlights include, most males ranked positive or mixed when asked about viewing furry pornographic art, whereas 20% of females rank this negatively. When asked about their positivity towards non-pornographic art, both males and females had the same average score, which was not released. The fandom in general is socially liberal, but overall conservative when it comes to economic matters. 96% of the sample identified as furry, 17% as therian, 5% as otherkin, 5% as lycanthrope, 21% as brony, and 65% as human. More data is available on the ARP site, linkable through flera.com. Blue Sky Studios has released a trailer for the sequel to Rio, due out in April 2014. The trailer features the cast of the original movie, plus new children of the main characters. To the chagrin of some, Tracy Morgan has returned as the slobbering pit bull and has a much larger role on the screen. The Ursa Major Awards, a fandom created and voted on set of awards, has closed the polls for its 2013 awards ceremony, scheduled to occur at Anthrocon 2013. According to the site, 1,696 registrations to vote were received, but only 1,193 votes were placed. 
Our sister podcast, Fuzzy Logic, has been nominated for the award and will be present at the ceremonies. Biggest Little Furcon, a new convention based in Reno, Nevada, and interviewed last season by For What It's Worth, occurred during the season break. The con broke the first year records held by other conventions by having 704 registered attendees at the Grand Sierra Resort, which served as a motivating draw factor for attendees. According to various reports around the internet, panels were well-received and were also thought-provoking. Now we go to traffic. Yes, there is traffic. You will encounter it if you go out during rush hour. That is all. And lastly, here are the upcoming conventions. Anthrocon, the world's largest furry convention, is scheduled July 4th through 7th in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The theme is the fast and the furious. Megaplex is scheduled for July 26th through 28th in Orlando, Florida, and registration is still open. The theme is Rocking at the Hop. From the For What It's Worth news desk, this is Tugs, bringing you the latest news from around the furry fandom. Coming up, the rest of our interview with Zotto, The Game, and more. I am the Ringmaster, and you are listening to Fur What It's Worth. Wait! Put me back in the pinball machine. Roo, tugs, I'll get you for this. Hello, tugs. Welcome back from your vacation. I hope it was a good one. This is your buddy White Fang again. I see you need some voice spells here. Um, well, I'm definitely in the older class. I'm 32 years old. I I really don't mind hanging out with the younger um, first, and actually kind of like to be able to give some advice that you know for life and, and uh, especially when it becomes an issue with gay and uh, to help them help them come out of their shell a little bit and learn a few things. So. That's kind of my insight on it. I hope you can use that. You guys have a good one. Welcome back from break. We are talking today about dealing with the age gap. Now, we're all old, apparently. We're in the older class. We're the spooky. <laughs> and we're trying so hard not to back on the younger class because we know that they bring lots of things to the table. But how do you cope with it? Uh, we uh, have an email from Kane, and this is what he said. He said, hey there, for what it's worth, this is Kane wanting to bid you a warm welcome back to the air. It's nice to finally get my fix of cookies, the game, and Wisconsin, Texas once again. Yay! Now, as for getting onto your topic, I'm 23 years old, and I can say I've officially been in the fandom for roughly eight years now. I find it fairly easy to relate to newcomers, often looking back on my own early years in the fandom and having the same excitement and energy of discovering there are other furries out there. This, I think, is one of the great joys of early furrydom, finding out that you're not alone. Of course, it is possible to go a bit too far with it. Excitement can quickly become obsession, which can lead to some social fouls and perhaps poor decision-making. I'll admit I did some things back in the day I may frown upon now. Let's just say tales on a family event were involved, and I'll leave it at that. Also, back in the day, I may have found ways to circumvent the mature filters on certain art sites back when I was under 18. I was a horny, hormone-pumped teenager at the time, so could you really blame me? Also, I know many young furries agonize about... Agonize about telling their parents they are a furry. The main advice I can give to young furries is that it's not really important to tell them. The notion of coming out implies that this must be something dark or deviant that must be hidden. Also, coming out as a furry is nowhere near the level of coming out as gay or bisexual. I never did the whole sit down with your parents and explain in detail what it is thing. What I did was just be casual about it, displaying bits of art here, a book or two there, and buying every single fox plush that graces my sight. And gradually, through osmosis, they formed their idea of furry as being a rather tame, if maybe odd, hobby of mine. Anyway, that's my contribution to this show's topic. Also, I apologize. I know I said I was going to try to make art for Season 3 opener, but a meteor full of concentrated art block content <laughs> exploded over my house and irradiated me with it. So I've been burnt out. Also, blah, 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 blah. This is personal stuff. Sorry, guys. I look forward to when I can finally download this episode and perhaps get back to arting. So till next time, much love, Kane. Kane, thank you for sending that in. I follow I follow you as far as... Far as okay, far as... I can't say what I'm saying. He's trying to say. Okay. Um, yeah, I completely understand where you're coming from because I come from the exact same place. And, um, you know, I have lots of foxes and 
Uh, okay, anyways, the to- the topic that I'm trying to go on is this. It's very easy to be able to tell people that you're a furry. Don't, don't treat it like, oh, I'm going to come out of the closet. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this is going to be so hard to tell my family. Or, But the thing is, is they don't really need to know. It's your interest, you know? Do they need to know everything about your life? No. Do you want to know what your parents do in the bedroom? No. No. And no. if I don't think your parents want to know either. And if you also uh, go to the clean, fun side of furry, great. But there's no need to wave a flag about it. But let's ask the moo. Speak your wisdom. Wisdom bestowed upon you. Uh, no, I think it's very much the same. It's just sort of like that's a personal hobby. It's like I'm not going to go to my parents like, I'm a bread maker now. You know, it's just sort of, I mean, you want to make sure it's in context. And so... A bread maker? I'm a bread maker. I don't know. It was the first thing that What came if we get a lumpy loaf? Oh, no. <laughs> but no, it's just sort of like, um, I got a... I think I was showing you this, guys, my Safeway or Subway card. And it has a furry piece on it. Yeah, I've seen that card. Yeah, and uh, whenever I use it, like, everyone at uh, Subway thinks it's really awesome. When they ask, they're like, oh, what's this from? I just say, like, yeah, it's World of Warcraft art. And then I just think it's the coolest thing ever. And there's some people that just think that's awesome. It's sort of like that's one of the core parts of the furry fandom. It's just cool. And so I think it's sort of like that. You know, do I need to like, oh, yeah, it's about the furry. You just go look it up there. It's like, no, keep it in context. I do want to say that, though, if your parents do ask you, then you need to tell them. Like, just... But you don't need to tell them in full detail. The, thing, the reason why is no, that they're no, asking... No, no, I don't like that. That implies dishonesty. I say be tactful again. Keep That's it. what I'm saying. Tactful. <laughs> because I remember there's oh, one of the very first conventions I went to and we were with some buddies that were drunk there. And then there were just some mundane people that came on the elevator and they're asking questions. And he was so drunk and he was they're like, oh, well, I have this master wolf thing. And they just got completely creeped out. And they're like, I think we need to call the police. I was like, oh. Why can't you be tactful about this? Well, this it's, uh, kind of ties to the age topic where what do you have in common with other people in the furry fandom? Like um, uh, this person I was talking to uh, was saying, you know, people who are Trekkies, they have Star Trek in common. They can relate there. You know, what do people in the furry fandom have in common? And they had a couple theories. One of them was, you know, the fetish art, some of it. Um, and then, of course, there's the clean world. I call it the clean world, gentlemen. Yeah. The, the, the not sex art. Um, you know, <laughs> well, I mean, we're segregating people. Okay, everyone to the left. This is the non sex group. <laughs> this is everybody, the fast pass. Everybody to the right. <laughs> These are people that are horny and want to get off. But, but the thing, the thing is, in the end, because we do have a lot of sexuality in the fandom, I like like what I was saying, you don't want to know what your parents are doing in bed, and it might not be the best first impression to go say, "Hi, this is the furry fandom, and I am like in the elevator or whatever. I am I am the master sub, and this is what I think furry is." It's like no, let's just talk about what's in common with the younger generation. We like anthropomorphic bunnies or whatever. Yeah, we like the animal attributes. You know how I relate. To people, as I usually say, especially my generation, I, I just say to them, y- you remember like Brave Little Toaster? Or you remember like Robin Hood and stuff like that? I hope you don't use Brave Little Toaster. I do, actually. <laughs> it is anthropomorphic. It is anthropomorphic. Furry toasters. <laughs> Furry toasters. Furry toasters. Oh, but I teach them and I say, you know, we learned a lot of principles and things from these cartoon animals. We were raised with them. They taught us things. They taught us life lessons. And so basically, it's the fandom is about, you know, kind of a little bit about that. You know, it's a very... And then I show them pictures of my suit. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. And I tell them what I do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or and, no, and it's not about like having sex in it because I don't do that. But and yes, I brought it up again. <laughs> but but I don't have that button ready. <laughs> but I will say that you know I go and do service projects and stuff like that. I like to be able to make people smile, and it makes me happy. And people are like, "Oh, that's really cool," and they think that it's the neatest thing. Everyone in my office thinks it's. The neatest thing, except a few people who like looked into it further, and they're like, "He's into sex." <laughs> so are they? they I know have everyone sex is too. I know humanity is into sex. It is. Have you ever seen cheerleaders? Boom. Unless you're Amish. 
They probably have their own vice. They Churning. ankles. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all in all seriousness, it is it is true. It's like because it's such a wide culture and and so forth. There should be something we can all relate on and. Coming out and saying sex right away is not a good thing you should yeah. do with someone who's younger or older, unless you're trolling for it, in which case, be honest. Be like, look, I just want to get laid. Yep. If you find something that they can identify with and use terms that they know how they know what they mean, then they can find the relation to it. If you're going in there saying, yeah, you know, I... I, I don't know. If you're using all these furry words and these furry jar, you know, they're not going to understand you. They're going to think it's weird. And, you know, maybe they'll look it up on Google and something like that. And they'll really think that you're weird. So, but I think, because um, you're trying to get to, like, what sort of connection gaps can we make other than, you know, like the fetish chart and stuff like yeah. that. And so I think suiting's one of those. Because anyone that's in sort of, like, acting and cosplay, that's sort of a big, a big bridge right there. And that's a lot of fun. I can't wait to get my own. A lot of people, you know, watch sports and, you know, they like the mascots, you know, they like them. Some people don't. It's it's understandable that some people don't, um, but um, people know what they are. So, you know, if you have a fursuit, that's a really easy way to, you know, show them pictures of your suit and stuff like that. It's an know? easy way to cross the exactly, gap, especially to like, well, I mean, if you're at like, a, what is it, an adoption event, you can go up to kids with their parents and say hi and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, actually, just sort of, I think, one of the bases is just sort of asking about their personalities. Because I remember when I was first early in here, when I was really young there, the one of the first things was like, well, what sort of persona is going to represent me? And so it's sort of fun to ask them, like, what sort of characteristics? Are you lazy? You know, are you passive? Are you crazy? Do you like shiny objects? And so you can go through and you can sort of ask them, sort of like, well, what sort of animal would represent you? And I think that'd be another bridge there and part of the core part of furry there is just sort of figuring out what it is because... That's why I think it's kind of one of the cool things is everyone gets to have their persona and then you have sort of this innate, a lot of characteristics that go along with it. I completely agree with you. I had this conversation just the other day with my coworker that I was training and she was like, yeah, you know, I remember when, you know, when I was a kid, they would always ask us like what our favorite animal was. And I was always like, I always wanted to do this or whatever. And she's like, what? She was asking me questions like, so... If you could actually have a tell, what type of tell would you would you have? And she's like, I would have a beaver tell because <laughs> I don't know. It's, just... it's called a beard. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, I completely agree with you. And and there's way there's ways that you know that you can. Anyways, we we're on a different topic right now. No, we're so. talking about relating in common. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And then with the fandom being so broad, I mean, I know like with photography, one being one of my big huge interests there. Um, there's a lot of times where I can go up to people and just talk about photography and they talk about taking pictures like for suits and other just convention events. And that's just a huge gateway. You know, this sounds like it's a really evil manipulative thing, but it's really not. If you ask, if you take an interest in someone, go, Hey, who are you? What do you do? What are your basic likes? If you take five, 10 minutes to learn about them, you probably have a much better base to start a friendship. Oh yeah. And even though you get tired at 1230 in the morning, it's all right. You know, that brings, you know, okay, I want to I want to throw this out. Little piece of advice for younger generation. I am want, so trying to avoid this part. If you want to get to know, <laughs> if you want to get to know the older furs, instead of just going on and just saying, "Hi." And then that's it. <laughs> how many how many of you here have just ha- had had that type of a conversation? Like I could I could definitely tell that you're probably like of the younger generation because you're just like, "Hi." And then you don't say anything else in, in chat. You're not asking me like how my day was or what you doing or you know stuff like that. Ask questions. If you're gonna chat with somebody, make a conversation. Make a conversation. Put words together. <laughs> don't Have just say direction. hi. Yeah, no, I've gotten a few instant messages and notes on FA about that. They're like hi, and I'm like, what's up? And then it pretty much goes nowhere after that. I'm like, well, okay, that was that was constructive. I never start a conversation online with Hyde for that very reason. I always come up with something weird. Well, I do with you, but you know me. Yeah, you usually want something. Whatever. <laughs> I'm like, hey. Hey, girl. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you're in the younger generation and you're listening to this and you have difficulty relating to people who are older than you, or maybe you, for some reason, are relating to people that are younger than you, depending on how old you are, write in 
let us know or put a comment on our show page because we would love to hear your perspective. I suspect we're going to revisit this topic in the future at some point. More than likely. Probably, probably in the next episode with all the emails. <laughs> but we may dun, do a dedicated dun, dun. episode with someone younger um, because it would be nice to bridge this gap that I'm noticing in my life and it seems like you guys are not so much you, Moo, but, <laughs> <laughs> but Rue. Quick, quick advice. No more no, advice. One more. No. Older generation. Older generation to younger generation. Understand that, you know, they're new to this. They're excited. They finally have found their niche. Don't stamp out their fire. Let them be excited, you know? Free bird. Be, be <laughs> like, rejoice with them, you know? Have fun with them and, you know, be happy for them for finding out who they are. Good. All right, well... It's time for the game. Now, it's been a while since we've done a full-on game, so I'll reread the directions. This game is called That's Bullshit. How fitting. I know. This is the sequel to your previous game. <laughs> you are a bull, but how much do you know about bulls? Have you studied since we asked you last time? I have a little bit more. Good. Were you studying anatomy or were you studying facts? Ooh, facts, or tried to. Mostly the Belgian blue bull. <laughs> Anatomy. These ten questions will show everyone just how smart you are. One answer is one right point. One wrong answer means you suck at earning points. Do you have any questions? None. Okay. So Ooh. the first question is, how old is a bull when it becomes fertile? Ooh. I'm going to go with six years. Six? Think about it. Six years? Oh, that's six, right. Six years. So probably more like... Two or three. I don't know. Seven months. Seven months? Seven months. Wow. What colors can you show a bull to make them angry? Um, is it going to be the traditional red? But I don't think Is that so. your guess? Mm, well, Spaniards do that, so. The answer is red, green, oh. The answer is rude can't read. It, oh, it depends <laughs> on the bull, but it isn't red. Bulls are red, red, green, colorblind. So they only see blue. I don't, well, no, they see other colors, um, but they are red, green, colorblind specifically. Oh. So bulls often have nose rings. Does the ring actually go all the way through their nose? Um, if I remember correctly, that'd be yes. That's correct. Yes, through a small hole in the spleen. There's a bull in the Zodiac. What's his name? In the Zodiac? Is it just dogs? <laughs> Taurus. Oh. His first thought... name is Fjord. Oh, how tiny in Chinese Zodiac. No. <laughs> in Canada, what percent of... Fatalities? Oh. <laughs> what percent of fatalities um, relate to livestock involve bulls? That's tricky. I didn't know Canada was very well known for bulls, so that's going to be pretty low, I think. Percentage number? Uh, 10? 42%. Whoa! Of all the livestock accidents in Canada, 42% involve bulls. Well, that's because probably Canada shouldn't handle them then. <laughs> <laughs> What's a bull called in Australia? Don't know. Bully? <laughs> Wait. Do you know Annie? No, I know one that's... When a... you drink a... What the hell are you, you talking about? When you drink a Mickey fin. Just kidding. It's a Mickey. Oh. I did not know that. Mickey fin. Oh, bull. Okay. Anyways, um, when the Mythbusters tested the bull in a China shop myth, what was the outcome? They played around the China and did not destroy it. <laughs> Busted. The bulls avoided all the shells. And they had a lot of fun, too. They're just bulls playing are awesome. <laughs> Uh, what percentage of cattle genes are shared with humans? Probably like 82% or something like that. Oh, you were so close. Uh, he, he gets that. No, he does not. 82 it's 80%. 80%. 82. Whatever. <laughs> uh, wrong answer is a wrong answer. There are 22,000 genes in a bull, and 80% of those are the same as human genes. How long do bulls sleep per day? Probably like nine hours, ten hours. Four hours. I thought you said you'd studied. Well, apparently we studied different things. <laughs> All right, you ready for your last question? I'm ready. <laughs> Why are cows sacred in the Hindu religion? I read it as how many cows scared. In the <laughs> 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 um, oh, let's see. I'm trying to remember because I did remember this in Agent uh, 
Asian history class. Cause, uh, didn't one of the deities take the form of a bull? Their milk is viewed as life-giving, similar to mother's milk. Oh. All right, we're going to go to our last break, then do listener mail. Welcome back. We have unpacked the listener mailbag that you have stuffed oh so wonderfully full during our, our little break. Thank, Thank you for you writing us. Thank you for all the emails. We really appreciate it. We It actually got us through the break. We were like, what? People what miss us. Lesson, I mean, what emails do we have today? <laughs> so let's kick it off. Starting with Lions. Hello again. It's me, Lions. So I'm Hi, in Lions. I'm in the middle of episode 17 on your podcast, and I'd like to apologize for not telling you my species. Contrary to my name, I'm a raccoon. Okay. The point of this email, I have a little short discussion question to go around, if that's all right. I listened to your video game episode in season two, and I don't believe that any of you said what your favorite game is. Mine is Fallout 3 due to its story and theme. What would your favorite video game be and why? Thanks for reading this, Lions the Raccoon. At least I didn't read it and read it as loins. <laughs> Anyways... Well, my favorite video game I hate doing that because I have like the most profound game and then like my favorite but um, my favorite video game is Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix specifically Final Mix then second to Space Channel 5 ooh that was a good one that was a good one um, the content and the story of Kingdom Hearts 2 just is amazing and it's so much more fulfilling all that stuff you felt was missing in the US version because it's import only right now um, truly is there, and it's wonderful. 
Um, and Space Channel 5 is just awesome because I like retro stuff like that. I don't know why, but Chrono Trigger's coming to my mind. Chrono Trigger and um, Earthbound. I like them. They're, they're pretty cool. Earthbound Zero or Earthbound? They're both great. <laughs> okay. All right. For me... But uh, it would be the Orcarina. Go ahead. It's so hard <laughs> cool. to just choose one there, but I'll choose one of my favorites at the moment right now. That would probably be DSX Human Revolution. I was quite enjoyed that one a lot. We have the sound tech getting x-rated in the booth, so we better stop him. What's going on? What's your favorite I'm game? Getting X-rated. What's your favorite game? Um, My Little Pony for... ABCs. <laughs> no, that, that'd be like third place. <laughs> no, it, as far as old school games go, and I say old school like Super NES, but Secret of Mana. Would <gasps> that have was to be, really good. Would have to be up there with like Secret of Evermore as well. But new school, I would say Half Life Two because I'm still playing it. Like I played it last night. I've beat the game I don't know how many times it's just so much fun I give an honorable mention to Pinball Arcade yeah that was really good alright who has our next mail number two yep there you go alright so we have two of them from Smitty or Smitty Wolf and the first one was how should I tell my friends that I am a furry hi I'm Smitty Wolf a G-Shep Wolf hybrid I have a thought provoking question say you woke up as your persona one morning that would be pretty what would your first three reactions be? Mine would be, oh crap, there goes hiding the fact that I am a furry from my parents and friends. My second reaction would be, this is awesome. And my third reaction would be, what the heck are the kids in the Sunday school class I help teachers going to think about this? <laughs> so what would your reactions be? And keep the podcast coming. And then he has uh, another email. And he does say, I am a Christian furry. And I think being a Christian is the way that I view the fandom. Or I think it, it might change. Uh, doesn't change, and then being afraid doesn't change the way I view Christianity. So you just, I think, Goon's declared a statement there. They're mutually exclusive. They are. Well, yeah. Cool. So what would you do if you woke up as the actual great Moo? Um, I'd first test out a good Moo. <laughs> <laughs> that would kind of be required, and that would be directed toward T. Um. <laughs> oh my God! I could sing. Going, what? Ah. <laughs> uh, First, the other two, I, I'm not sure. It'd be there's so many other things. I mean, probably like go around like, oh, is this really happening? And I don't know. I would time. be like, I'd be like freaking out, and I'd be like trying to like text somebody or something like that, and like I couldn't actually use the phone because I wouldn't know how to use it with my new hands. And pause, pause, pause. There you go. I'd be running. Yeah, I'd be checking well out my spoken. tail. My hooves would be no good. <laughs> no, it'd be it'd be awesome. I'd be so excited. But at the same time, I'd be like, I wonder what work's gonna think about this. <laughs> Actually, I'd probably be wondering like how it happened in the first place and try and figure that out. That's true. That's true. That'd I would be, be a doing big that thing too. in my mind. But yeah, first reaction is cool. Second is why, and then third one is something I've thought about before, which is. I would have a really difficult time sitting in most chairs. Like, what would <laughs> chairs be like if we all had tails? They would be very different. And it so would I would now be forced to actually answer that question. I think I there's would... a YouTube video of that. Like, somebody, they actually did this of, like, somebody waking up as a furry. And, like, going through, like, their first day as a furry. Sort of, like, anatomically correct furries. Yeah. Like, they contacted a friend, and a friend came over, like, a human friend. It was weird. I, I really think there's a YouTube video out there. I'd have to, like, dig a hole in the back of my driver's chair so that I could put my tail in it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the email. Now, we have an email from Black Fox. He says, Hey friends, my name is Kyle, but you can call me Black Fox. I just did. That is, if you don't currently refer to someone else as such, I probably do. <laughs> Colin Brackett. I am currently not yet up to date on your podcast, but I couldn't wait to email the show. Thank Although you. I have always admired the fandom, I have just recently defined myself as being furry. That being said, I started searching for ways I could further connect with the fandom and others in it. I went on Omegle and met another fur who introduced me to your furtastic podcast in bold. Mm -hmm. After the second episode, I was hooked. I love hearing about your adventures and admire the way you explain everything that is furry. I just want to email you and say thank you. Since listening to you, I have developed my fursona. Yes, I did stat out as a fox, but I love it and I doubt I would ever change it. And I have dick-sovered a local furry community, met other furs, and have even made new friends in the fandom. I look forward to listening to the rest of your current episodes and can't wait for future ones. You can bet you'll be getting more emails from me, Colin D. 
Thanks again, and keep up the good work. Yours forever, Black Fox. Wait, what was that one word again? I think it was supposed to be discovered. Okay. So, thank you for the email. Congratulations, Black Fox, on finding mm-hmm. the furry fandom. Welcome to the family. Welcome Just to kidding. the madness. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like a cult. Uh, it'll it'll be kidding. a wild ride. Please keep your arms, hands, and legs inside the ride at all times. And also, please make sure that you keep your sanity and, and social and, tact. And your tail. I was make just sure about to say get, that, too. Keep your tail. Keep your tail. In the ride. And your tail. All right. All right. So, the next email that we have. Uh, let's see. It says, hey, you... Uh, hey, no. Hey, just recently found the show. And I must say, I absolutely love it. You guys are amazing and put... A huge grin on my face. Keep up what you are doing. And Rootree gives a cookie. Lots of love. Jet the Fox from Southern California. P.S. What is your guy's favorite type of music personality? Apologize if you've answered this on a previous show. We have not. We have not. Thanks for the email. I love OK Go. That's my favorite band. That's... I like... Okay, go. No. Um, so just music band? Whatever. Well, How, what, what defines your music? Um, I like stuff that just makes me move. So as long as there's energy and mood. <laughs> I see what you did there. I know, right? Moo. <laughs> no, T I, I incorporate moo in pretty much every day in like songs and everything like that and it's been T's been picking up on it. It's great. Um, but yeah, just anything that's I mean, usually it's more dance music, but I mean anything that has a rhythm to it that just so you know or just idly listening to it makes you tap your feet or just moving there and that can expand to any sort of different range of music classical dance electronic and some even some oddball ones so yeah that's sort of about me that's what's important to music to me if i have one go-to artist it's kylie Ooh, yeah. i love kylie and she's so much better in concert you've never ever experienced live till you've seen her in person so you should do it um otherwise you t- the new thing i'm into is what you hooked me on which is the Electro Swing. Electric Swing's awesome. Electro Swing's is pretty sweet. Um, we had some in our last special of last season. Excellent. The Baby Elephant Walk. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I like that. It's pretty good. I got another song for you, then. Oh. One of my co-workers also likes to listen to Electro Swing, so he turned me on some other good stuff. So. Oh, shit. Now i got to go get more licenses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Jet. Thanks for the cookie. Nom. Nom. <laughs> Who has odds email? Um, number five. Uh, six. No, five. Sorry. Yeah, it is uh, not odd. It's Jody's turn. Sorry, odd. You're next. All right. So, hello for what it's worth. Thank you so much for taking the time to read my last couple of emails. Hearing your responses to my questions has put my first meet concerns to bed. Excellent. Thank you. I just want to once again say thank you for such an amazing show. I can hardly imagine how much time, effort, planning, hassle, etc. went into the last episode, my first fursuit. It really was fantastic to listen to. So the R&R is well-deserved, but don't take too long. Anyway, love the show and all of you guys. Oh, and one last thing. It seems Rue and I share a common trait. We both get mistaken for being female. Oh, your voice and cookies. Darn it. <laughs> and your voice and my name, Olati. You're infinitely forgiven. Just don't let it happen again. Best regards, Jody. P.S. One passing thought. I know the fandom is full of many types of art and physical creations that stir the furry soul, but is there a musical element that can be attributed to the fandom? A genre of music, maybe, that would be given a similar or contrary connection to the anthropomorphic art or physical creation? Um, I remember the first couple conventions I went to, there was a female artist. She did, like, sort of a hand drum, I think, and it was sort of very earthy music there. But, um, I mean, the I convention... I actually come up with an instrument, though. Not an instrument, no. But, I mean, uh, I think the dances at the convention, probably because there's a lot of furry DJs out there. And I think that'd probably be one of the easiest creation of sort of, like, how the furry ties into music there is the dances. Well, I'm sorry. I don't think we have come up with a sound of our own. Um, we just write the lyrics, I think. Anyone know? You don't have an idea, do you? I, I, don't, I don't think that we particularly have a certain sound, but I do know a lot of furry artists out there, and some things are fairly unique and original that, that I like. Mm. So, like Lab Fox tracks, That's I, I like some of his stuff. Yeah. yeah, okay. Well, thanks for the email. Now it's Odd's turn. Alright, odd. This is what he said. It says, What exactly is a sparkle dog? 
A sparkle dog is an overly elaborate fursuit that is designed solely to get attention. Not necessarily. Well, that's the basic two second answer. But it's not just a fursuit. Ah, uh, well, the character. Yeah, the character. Super sparkly. Okay. Mm-hmm. He also goes on and says, "I I am a traditionally colored snow mew. The one minor exception, my rosettes. Okay. Is that right? My rosettes, center of my spots, are silver like a shiny metal, not just light gray. Does this make me a sparkle cat? No. No. No, if you had fuchsia, bright pink, star patterns with acid drops, then you're starting to dip into the realm there. (laughs) (laughs) I send this to Rue, hoping he would confess, but alas, he is trying to hide his crumbs. Oh, because you took his cookies. I heard about this. I did? Keep reading. On the episode um, that aired on 11-14-11, you might be a furry if you read a fortune cookie that read, your curiosity will lead you to a fun discovery this month. On 11-18-11, my curiosity expired me, I mean, expired, inspired me (laughs) (laughs) to learn what furry is. On 11-19-11, I found out I was a furry and and did not know it. That cookie was destined for me, the silver spotted snow mew. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Is there more? Uh, it's a PS personal thing for the show. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for the email. We're happy that we were able to influence you. Your cookie has powers. And he has a picture of his persona right here. Let's all look at it real quick. Ooh. I like the glasses. I do like the glasses. I like them. It's cute. Very nice. But yeah, I don't think that dips into the realm of Sparkle Dog at all. No, no, I, I really don't think that you look like... You might look like a stylish dog. I really think that he looks stylish. He's a cat. Wait, it's a cat. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say. Uh, but cat. <laughs> Sparkle cat. I'm a, I'm a cat. Oh my gosh, don't kill me. I really we didn't mean cat. it. <laughs> I knew you were a cat. All right. Whatever. It was, just, it was just the term Sparkle Dog. Yeah, that's what killed me. So anyways, should we move on? Yes, I have the last email of the bag. So this email's from Japan. And it was really cool to get that because I, I picked it up at work because my phone is synced to the show. I know everything that happens. Everything. Yeah, actually we both are. Uh, but I was like, woo! And like I was telling these guys off the air, I imagine these fiber optic beams of light co- coursing around the earth to Japan. Like a music? And- yeah, like a BBC thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it was just really cool. So uh, here we go. It says, hi there. Thank you for a very interesting show. I'm one of your new listeners and always enjoy having an episode in the background when I draw. I want to see this art now. Uh, I'm turning 23 in August and I just joined for Affinity. I had no idea about the world of furry before I joined the site. And what I kind of struggle with is younger people having accounts with just mature pictures. It's something in my head that says they're sitting home spending hours to draw something or spending money on a fetish. Well, it's going to be real interesting when I when hold on here. When I was your age stories. I don't know. Maybe I just got tired to see so much mature art thanks to that site. Which is going to be a problem for me since I promised to join a friend who saw stuff on a famous hentai convention. I just kind of ignore the art and try to get to know the person behind it. From a listener in Japan, Nyampia. I hope I said that right. I uh, don't know if that was anything funny or interesting, but I want to show some support for you. Happy face. Getting an email from you was awesome, so thank you. That is pretty awesome. A new country. I was so excited. Um, Thank you. Yeah. As, as far as uh, the mature art goes, remember that there are always filters. If you choose not to participate in that, that's all right. You don't have to. A lot of people like to. Um, turn the filters off and on as you please, and that way you don't have to deal with it. Um, but no, I think it's a rather brilliant move to try and get to know someone behind the art. Mm-hmm. Um, and also a brilliant thing to think ahead and realize that I should not spend my entire life savings at 20 on furry art even if it is porn or not agreed keep it in reason moderation actually that's the word there we go moderation, moderation. keep it real <laughs> I like how you did like the hang loose hand signal for that too <laughs> I haven't seen that for a while <laughs> I'm old any, anyways any last thoughts before we close the bag for the show 
just continue to be amazing you guys we appreciate your support yeah and thank you for your emails like it never i'm seriously it never gets old seeing emails come in it's always exciting and it's like yay and like it gets me awesome. through my week actually it does there are there have been days where i have had a crappy day and someone sends in a hey i like your show or hey you know i want to contribute to the topic and it's like well at least someone is appreciative of our little efforts out there and it always is heartwarming so thank you we're excited for season three we love you mm. any last three. thoughts the great and powerful moo i don't know i think valve needs to get on the number three bandwagon here i'm waiting for some games from them <laughs> i know <laughs> Uh, no. Oh, you good? I am good. It's always a blast to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. So, um, before we play the Fire Breath audio, like you're used to hearing at this point in the show, on how to get a hold of us and participate, because we love it when you do that, um, don't forget that we love your comments on the show notes page. If you have Google, Facebook, Discuss, Twitter, any major type of account that most people have, you don't need to create an account on our site, but you can comment, and we love it. And everyone else can see and comment with you. So please do it. For what it's worth truly is driven by your letters, emails, voicemails, and more. The show would be a lot more boring without you. You make the difference. Here's how you can join in the fun. To comment on today's show topic, visit forwhatitsworth.com and leave your thoughts on the show notes page. You don't need to create an account to do so. Email the show at cast at forwhatitsworth.com for general comments. Rue at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com Tugs at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com And if you're lonely, Koru at ForWhatIt'sWorth.com can be used to contact a specific cast member. Voicemail is awesome, and you don't have to type. Call 469-44-FURRY and leave us a message. Long-distance charges may apply. Send cookies, packages, love, and nut bombs to P.O. Box 25394 Salt Lake City, Utah, 84125, United States. If you would like to remain anonymous, just let us know and we will keep it that way. Before sending items to the show, please be aware we cannot return them to you for safety reasons. If you have any original music or art you'd like played on the air or displayed on the website, send it to music at forwhatitsworth.com. If you'd like to keep up between shows, check out our Twitter, at for what it's worth our facebook page or our google plus page it's a great way to get your show fix and see what we're up to and now back to the show all right well you guys the next episode was going to be coming up and we we actually came up with this topic because of you guys um for sending in all your your emails and messages to us about you know what to do at your first meet because it's warm it's sunny and unless you live in Australia, in which case we're sorry. Um, but yeah, meets, getting out, having fun. Do's so, and don'ts. The do's and don'ts. Of meeting, your first meet. Meeting furries for the first time. So if you're going to go, ask questions, send it to our email. If you've been before and have tips, send it to our email. If you feel lazy, send us a voicemail instead. Well, it's <laughs> good you, for us. If you just want to tell us that you something random that happened to you that you're excited about that you want to share send it to us we'll put it in the listener mailbag yep so get ready for season three the next episode will be so much better we hope (laughs) twice the energy twice (laughs) this has been rue this is tugs this is zato and koru's gone and this is for what it's worth (laughs) and this is for what what it's it's worth worth. (laughs) 